Hello and welcome to the Useless Wisdom Podcast. Once again, we're back and we're really pressing the date because I have to release this tomorrow. Spread myself way too thin here, but I got Jamie on today since it's like 3 a.m. right now and she's the only one I could get. Not saying that's anything bad, but she's the only one that I could get. Is it actually 3 a.m.? Yeah, it's 3 a.m. already. I have so. to go to bed. Why? I have a big day tomorrow. I can't do this right now. You got a big day of doing not shit. That is not Wait, name one thing you're doing tomorrow. Going to my dad. That's doing something. You ain't got anything to do. Shut up. You're just going to work to sit at a computer. That's what you do here. So. Well, I don't do anything after I sit at the computer either, so it doesn't yeah, really so matter. Yeah, you could do it here. Fuck you. I could do it here, and it kind of pisses me off that I have to do it there. So, uh, anyway, uh, so how's life been with college, Jamie? Not great. Why is it not great? I know you got to do online school and shit, but why well, has it been not great? It wasn't great before online school. Well, tell us about online school first. It's awful. Um, half of the professors don't know what computers do. So they just email you an assignment and tell you to do it, and it doesn't really count for anything. So a couple of my classes were like that, and the grade that I had before online schooling happened, I get had... closer. You're gonna have to get closer. The grade that I had before online. All right, all right. Now you're now you're good. Okay. Sorry to interrupt your story there, but you're good now. Come on. The grade that you had. The grade before that I had before we went to online school is the grade that I have at the end of the semester because they don't feel like they can properly teach the material without us being in the classroom. So there's that. And then the other classes, they give you assignments and they tell you to read, essentially teach yourself. They don't talk to you through the entire thing. And you struggle through the exams. Or you can have an English class that makes you write a 54-page final paper that takes forever to do. So it's not great. They've unloaded a lot more shit, and they're not teaching you anything, so you struggle a lot more. Sounds fantastic, honestly. Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> it. Um, well, have you tried to take any jobs with Upwork yet? Because I, I, I told you you could use those papers for, like, Upwork if you want to do writing. Have you even tried? Yeah. I've gotten offers for like ebooks and I don't want to write an ebook that's research based because I hate doing research papers. That's all you got for your portfolio though. So. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. I don't like doing it. I mean, that's fair enough. Okay, well, how was it going before online school then? It was okay. Um, driving there sucked. Having to get up and go there sucked. And then... While gaps between classes are nice sometimes, there's literally nothing to do because most of my friends don't have gaps in the same places. So I sit in like a cafe or the library by myself for like an hour before going to my next class where I also don't talk to anybody. Does anyone try to hit on you while you're no. by yourself? No. I feel like that's when you would get hit on is when you're by yourself. Well, in the library, I go into like the... um the conference rooms that you can uh, reserve and most of the time people don't go in there if they don't know you so I'm safe in there 
And then as for the coffee shop, I always have headphones in. So even if somebody is trying to talk to me, they can't talk to me. I'm pretty good at blocking people out. <laughs> okay, well, we've talked about this a lot, and I'm I'm sure that they're they're probably curious on what you have to say to this. But now that you're going to college and your freshman year is over now, okay, I know you haven't really had any specific classes for your major yet, other than maybe like poli sci or something. Um, well, poli sci is my major right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, do you, do you still feel like college is like worth it? Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to say about that. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's worth it. huh? Well, I mean, this isn't stuff that you could really teach yourself because it's, the classes are pretty specialized. Although the classes that I had to take last semester and a little bit this semester were kind of bullshit because it wasn't really directed towards my major. It was just general studies. But thankfully, I got most of my general studies out of the way in high school, so I didn't have to go through it. Um, most of the stuff that they teach you in the classes that are actually directed towards your major is stuff that you don't really know to even like look up on your own. And I think it's beneficial because it gives you like the groundwork to the um, the classes that are later on down the road when you actually get your degree. So if poli sci is your major, then, you know, poli sci is what teaching you about uh, different court cases and stuff and how you use those old court cases if like towards new court cases. It's Not like, exactly. Well, it ruled, you ruled here, you know, in the Supreme Court. So... That applies to this. What, what what exactly do you learn in X? That's that's my understanding. What you just said would be like a pre-law class. Now, each of the poli-sci classes are kind of different from each other because they focus on different parts of it. Most of political science is just the government overall and like how it works and stuff. And then each of the other classes that are under poli-sci focus on certain points like... Uh, how the Supreme Court works. Um, my last one was how uh, how politicians make bills and how like the different things that they have to look at to make sure the bills will get passed. And there's a bunch of different things that go into like getting approval for it, um, getting the proper outcome that you want and a bunch of other things. It, it ties in a little bit with like human behavior because most laws are either to prevent something or promote something like seatbelt laws and stuff like that. Um, there's economics and you get into law a little bit. They, my political science class last year or last semester was more like the general stuff. So it had like each branch of the government, um, they focus on ma major court cases like uh, Roe versus Wade and stuff like that. But other than that, it's just the government. So then what do you feel about um, – <clears throat> so you eventually want to be a lawyer or an attorney or whatever. Yeah. Um, so – that's something that you actually have to go to college for. Yeah. Okay? There's no way around it. W what do you feel about other 
places like uh, or other fields to go into. Do you, do you still feel like college is worth it for those? Um, let's say <clears throat> engineering, computer science, graphic design. We're not going to we're going to go ahead and leave out like fine art majors because, again, I think I said in the last art- episode, how many art curators do you know? Brian, there's more jobs out there than art curators for somebody with an art degree. Uh, teach grade school as well? Brian, no. There are plenty of jobs that you can get with an art degree. And if people choose... I don't know. I don't know specifically, but I'm sure that there are jobs that require an art degree. Can you say the same for a gender studies degree? I don't know about that, but I'm sure that there <laughs> will be. Um, a, a lot of... Uh, college, uh, you know, stuff that you study in college, different fields, I feel like they're just, they're just there to make you spend money. And, well, and I think that one of them, uh, if you, you remember that show that I was watching, I think it was called numbers or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, <clears throat> where the guy was a mathematician and you know, it, it showed like, he went to college to get a degree and be a mathematician. And then, uh, I don't know if he studied physics or whatever he was studying, but <clears throat> he went and studied that. And then he's just like rate to becoming a professor yes, as soon I as remember. he graduated. I remember. And then the two people that were under him also did the same exact thing. Um, it's sort of like what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that Matt, uh, going to get a degree as a mathematician, all you can do is be a teacher um, because I think if you get a degree in physics, you could do all kinds of stuff with that. But what do you think? Do you think that they just have some there that are just, you know, hey, give us some money? Well, yeah and no. I mean, there's a lot. It just depends on what you're going to school for. Because, like, all the classes that I'm taking... Even though I think that they're bullshit, they serve a purpose, whether or not I agree with it. So, and you have a lot of direction when you first go into college. You don't really pick and choose what you want per se in classes because you have like um, scheduling appointments when you go in to schedule your class and you tell them what your major is. Um, or you can go in undecided like I did initially and then I talked to the advisor and they pointed me in the right direction for what my end goal was. And, you know, I just took forensic science and, um, philosophy and band last semester and that doesn't tie in with, you know, my end goal. It just depends on what you want to do. They give you some direction and then you have like options, like a few options based off of the direction that they gave you. It, it just depends on what you're doing. I think that that's one thing that college is good for. Um, figuring out what you want to do. Yeah, figuring out what you want to do. Well, and that's why you, a lot of people go. Yeah, you, you can be around a lot of different people and see what they're doing and you meet a lot of different people. But I don't think that someone saying like... You going up to somebody that's into graphic design, right? And they're going to college for it. And you ask, well, what, uh, what are you going to college for? And they're like, 
oh, it's the atmosphere. It's it's the experience of going to college. I don't think the that only is an reason answer. the only reason that I said that to you is because I knew that you were going to tear me down uh, for me just wanting to go. Well, I think that there's certain things that you need to go to college for. Okay, well, first off, it gives you a degree that you need for jobs. You're going to get picked over a lot of people if you have a degree in a field for the same job. Okay? And then a lot of people go because, you know, they feel like that's what they're supposed to do, whether it's from their parents pressuring them or whatever. And if they choose, end up choosing that they want to go to college and that's on them. And I don't think it really matters why people go to college if they're, if that's their choice. Yeah, obviously it's going to be their choice, but <clears throat> to your point with, you know, you have that degree, I mean, does it mean more and this isn't something that you you're, you can just be like, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but does it mean more to an employer that is going to be hiring you that I know you, where you're going? You have a you have a four year degree where you were told exactly what to do and you did it, or does it mean more to those four years you actually spent doing it and you have the work experience showing that you've been doing that already? Okay, first because, of like, all, it. They, there's different systems everywhere. Okay. Like some, some are like Windows Server systems. What's your point? My point is, I, I think that a degree only comes in handy in certain fields. No. And you don't know how college works, for one. Professors, it, when you go through the courses, you're not being you're not being held by your hand to go through everything step by step. They don't fucking do that. You have to figure this stuff out for yourself. So you have that learning there. You actually have to figure that stuff out. So you have to know the information. And two, you get experience when you get closer to getting your actual degree. You have to get, you know, internships and other, like, um, work really is like the work stuff so you have experience going out they know that you need experience so they make you get that experience to graduate so it's not like you're coming out with no experience you had your hand held the whole time and you don't actually know what you're doing you don't graduate that way i think that there would be a lot of people that would argue your point and there'd be a lot of people that would argue my point brian the because people that go split what do you mean that split well Let's say in IT, if you're going to learn like a Windows server, um, you you know, I had a Cisco class. Well, what's Cisco class, you ask? Well, you read through a module and then you answer questions at the end of the module. Okay. And, and the, the questions that are asked at the end of the module are back into what you read. Yeah, that was in high school. And then, yeah, you have a test. Everything that you should know from reading it, there's a test at the end where um, you have to, like, set up a server. You know what I mean? Okay. It's all in just uh, reading comprehension at that point, I guess. And in your notes. How much you trust in your notes. Okay. 
And when it comes to being a lawyer, you're going to be getting like what a master's degree or a whatever the other one is. Okay, well, you know, when it comes to being a lawyer, you're going to get that stuff. What you were just talking about. Yeah, that's when you're being a lawyer. So. What did, I don't even understand. What was your point there? Just saying that in different fields, you you can argue either your point or my point. Because that's not true for all of college, what you said. It's not true for all of college. Okay. But you act like you know everything about it and you're just assuming. You don't know what it's actually like. There's a, I, I understand what you're saying, but a lot of times the jobs that you're mentioning, you don't need a college degree for. You get certifications. Okay, but then again, you're saying that you're going to get picked first if you have a college degree. If you have or... a degree in that thing, most likely you're going to be picked out over somebody who doesn't have that. That's just what employers look for is somebody who has a degree. Employers are going to have to pay more for somebody that has a degree to hire somebody with a degree. But if you have somebody that okay, has a degree, Okay, but you know that comes with its own things. You pick somebody with a degree, you might have to pay them a little bit more, but that's more assurance. And you said the experience thing again, and it's not true. If you're an employer, you're going to hire somebody that knows what they're doing and not someone fresh out of college. You you're get gonna, experience gonna... with college. Okay. You get so... work experience from college. It is required. You know you're pissing me off, and that's why you keep <laughs> I'm not, going. I'm not trying to. Either way, are you enjoying your college? For the most part. I, I know that you've made a few friends, but uh, how's that going? You, you having trouble making friends in your classes? You just keep I'm not, to yourself? I just keep to myself. I'm not there to make friends, and half of the people that are in my classes right now are just there because their parents are paying for it, and it gave them a way out of the house. Those are the people that go to the frat parties and go on high street every night. And I don't want to be in a part of that. So I, I think that you should tell the story about the uh, backpack gun kid. What are you talking about? With the blinds. The blinds. Yeah, he's, he was in your philosophy class. Oh, he didn't have a gun. Well, he's a backpack kid, so. Or a trench coat kid. Just continue. Just tell the story. Okay, in my philosophy class... You know, at the it's the beginning of the semester, and we're in there for, like, three weeks or so. And then we go in there one day, me and my band friend, Sydney, and we sit down, and there's only a couple people in there because I usually get there early to get a parking spot, so I get downtown into class a little bit earlier. We sit down, and we're talking, and then all of a sudden there's this kid. He comes in, and, and this room is, like, in an old building and there's like windows lining the back wall and you know we're all f sitting there and there's like three rows of tables or whatever and I'm facing like Sydney so we're like sideways but we can still like you know see the windows behind us this kid comes in 
and he starts adjusting the window, like the blinds and closing the blinds to make it super dark in the room. And I'm looking at Sydney and I'm like, what is this kid doing? And there was this girl that was sitting behind us who thought the same thing, but didn't have a filter. And she turns around and she's, she goes, what are you doing? And he just straight up ignores her and he keeps doing what he's doing. And she kept saying it louder. She kept asking him the same question. He was just ignoring her. And then he yelled in like a different language, very aggressively. And she turned, she turned right back around. So he sits down and he starts like typing on his computer, but he's like pressed up against, he has a computer pressed up against his chest, like the laptop. And he's typing like this, like he can't see it. And that was weird. And then, so, like, the professor comes in, and he goes, well, why is it so dark in here? So he goes back there to adjust one of, like, pull one of the blinds up, because the lights don't automatically come on in there. Like, they shut off if it's bright enough in the room. And he goes back there, and the kid starts yelling at him. He was like, I have a medical condition. I, I need low light in this room. And he's like, okay, but there's other people in this room, too. And he he gets so mad. And he's like, these people aren't here to get an education like I am. And that pisses everybody off in the room. They're like, we're fucking here to get an education too, buddy. And so he's like, there are other people in this room. So you can have half the blinds down on your side to accommodate your medical condition. And that's, that's all that happened that day. So like the next week, you know, we come in and he does the bullshit with the blinds again. And at this point, we just ignore him. But then our professor is going through, like, his uh, lesson for the day. And he says something about um, the uh, blood alcohol level in, like, somebody's body or, or, or something like that. And then the kid, it, like, raises – he asks – the professor asks a question, and the kid raises his hand. And then he said some stuff about, like – the college that I'm going to being the worst college and that nobody here's no knows what they're doing because they're always drunk off their ass and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, you were just here talking about how you were here to get an education, but you're here at the worst college in the, in the United States. What's wrong with you? And then another lesson we were going through on a different day, we were talking about, uh, religion and like, if it exists and stuff like that. And the kid is sitting there openly berating like Christianity and every other religion except for his own. He was talking major shit on everybody else and everybody else in the room was getting very upset with him. And he, he would just sit there. And if anybody said anything to him about it, he would get up and scream at them in a different language. And he was scaring everybody at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure if he was going to come in and shoot us all. And eventually the professor had to like stand up to him and he was like, if you're not going to, you know, be respectful to everybody else in this classroom, then you need to get out. And he said the shit about, you know, nobody else being here to get an education and how all of us were like capitalist pigs and a bunch of other stuff. And the professor decided that he was going to threaten to call campus police on him and he just got up and left and then we never saw him after that <laughs> so <laughs> that's an interesting story have you seen him around 
I saw him on camp. Yeah, I saw him walking around on campus and he always had AirPods in and he was always screaming very angrily about how everybody else on campus pisses him off and how he doesn't understand how we can be this way, believe in this, believe in that. And then he he's just always screaming. He's very angry about everything. <laughs> he was a scary guy. <laughs> Do you, do you have any other stories like that? Um, I mean, I'm sure you don't have another one that, that that's that fucking good. Not that I was, like, really involved in. That was, like, one of the only classes that I had, like, an actual small class. The rest of mine were, like, you know, in the big lecture halls with, like, 200-plus people in them. So you th- you'd say overall you're liking college? I mean, I guess. I don't like the workload that they put on us recently. I think that was some major BS, but I mean, other than that, it's not too hard. Um, I I, I want to ask you something else. I I wasn't trying to make you mad earlier. All right. Um, I do want to know though. What do you think about um, you know, just teaching yourself online instead of going to college? Because uh, that. That's how I taught myself, graphic design, um, you know, video editing. Yeah, I get it. I get you know, it. You're, you're a computer genius. I get it. You don't everything. have to let, shut up. Everything. There's everything. different learning styles and people don't pick up information that way as much as you would. You said that you don't like a classroom setting and you feel like you don't learn that way. And I think it's because you don't like listening to anybody else talk except for that little voice in your head when you're reading shit on a on a screen because you only like hearing yourself tell yourself information yeah you're uh, you're dumb the other way teaching myself like that kind of information at like a large quantity is very overwhelming for me and i found that i don't have the motivation that i did when i was actually going to class versus you know, forcibly being here doing stuff on the computer. Like, I can find a million other things to do besides doing my work. I mean, you saw it. I mean, every excuse in the book. And then crunch time, I just bullshit a paper and submitted it. Yeah, but you did that whether you were, you know, online class or here. But when I was on campus, I had, like, extra downtime where I actually went to the library and I studied I studied for exams and everything else. I actually did what I was supposed to do. And when I came home, I did. I, I made sure that I gave myself a little break. And then I worked until I got it all submitted. And then I just, you know, had the rest of the evening to myself. But now that I'm here all the time, I just feel like I need downtime 24-7 because I really don't want to do the work. Okay, well, I mean... I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. You, we talk about you know how was your day and stuff when when I get home from work or or whatever. Yeah, well, we talk like, hey, Jamie, how was your day? Uh, when I get home from work or whatever, and you don't like being alone here and 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 uh, you feel like a piece of shit and stuff like that. So, my question to you is: Why are you exposing you, me? <laughs> Do you believe in manifestation? Are you think that I'm manifesting those feelings? 
Yeah, I, I do. I think that it has something to do with, you know, if you in your head keep telling yourself you're a piece of shit, eventually it's going to become like an actual... So tell me, why are you going to a therapist? I think you're just manifesting the fact that you can't understand emotions and... Well, that's not why I'm going to a therapist. You're going to a therapist because you want somebody to talk to you and make fun of that your mom also pays for. Mom? Mm-hmm. I don't make fun of him. No, you like to fuck with him. How do I fuck with him? He, you say something to him, and then he tells you his honest. He tells you his um what he's supposed to say, and then you're like, "Dude, you're pissing me off. Why don't you actually just talk straight with me?" Because that's not what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be a therapist, and you're making him not do his job because you think it's funny. I don't tell him that he's pissing me off. You said multiple times that you were like, dude, you're pissing me off. You need to talk to me straight about this. Give me your honest opinion. No, I, I, I understand that he cannot answer questions that I'm asking him. So I ask him a very specific way so he can answer it. Okay. Okay, but why don't you just accept like the normal therapy answers and try to figure things out? For yourself why did you teach yourself instead of you know coercing him into giving you his opinion instead of actually helping you i think that opinions help a lot more than someone just saying it's going to be okay like i'd rather hear advice from somebody than someone to pat me on the back and say it's okay when uh i don't know like if i'm going through something i don't want someone to just yeah, it'll be all right man you'll you'll be well, that's, fine okay but a lot of people don't think that way. They want to be able to figure figure it out for themselves, but they also want to feel like they're supported. And that's why they want somebody there to tell them that they're okay and they're there with them. I could care less whether someone's trying yeah, to support I, me. I, I know. I'm very much aware of that. But most of the Earth's population doesn't think the way that you do. Yeah, everybody's special in their own right. Yeah, well, you're super special, buddy. And... You telling me that shit, you don't care. It, you would rather have advice than someone tell you that it's okay and that you did a good job, blah, blah, blah. Then explain the coffee table to me, Brian. Why do you keep telling me to tell you that you did a good job on the coffee table and that you're an excellent handyman and that you're the smartest man if you don't need that? Hmm? Because it makes you mad, obviously. It doesn't make me mad. I think well, it, the more you're doing right now, it sounds like you're pretty mad right now. No, I think it's because you like to be baby, but you don't want to admit it. I think everybody likes to be babied in their own right. Yeah, well, you're a big-ass baby. <sighs> Spent a lot of time on that coffee table. It took me three weekends to do that coffee table. And, you know uh, what? It sucks. You're going to piss me off. Mm-hmm. Well, some advice. Do better next time. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> now you're just being an asshole. Mm -hmm. And that's not even what we were talking about. I asked you whether you thought the manifestation is real or not. Do you think that manifestation is real? Because it's no, obvious. No, I don't think so. You're Because your memories aren't concrete, right? You can I, remember I something a certain way and it not even have happened that way. Yeah, I know. But I don't think that you can manifest things. You can manifest a lie and then actually believe it because you've said it so many times. I think that is something else. So the lie would be you telling yourself you're a piece of shit. And then you actually start believing that you're a piece of shit. Manifestation can be, you know, 
said a, a bunch of different ways, I guess. I think that you saying that, it kind of feels like you're invalidating my emotion because you're trying to find a way that it's fake because you don't want me to be upset. I'm not attacking you here. It right? feels like you are. I, I said nothing about your emotion. I'm just you saying, did, do you though. think that? Your opening line for this was, you always say that you feel like you're lonely when I'm not here, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that you're manifesting those feelings? Well, I was trying to get at a point that I couldn't quite remember. It was something that you've told me a while ago. Um, just that, you know, you you feeling like a piece of shit, but you could all, it, you could look at it either way. Like whether you keep on telling yourself you're a piece of shit and that's why you think that you're a piece of shit and, and you actually believe that, or you can be telling yourself how great you are at something, you know, and then like making coffee tables and <clears throat> you just need to hear somebody else say, yeah, but you know that sometimes good. thoughts are very intrusive and you can't control your thoughts. Even if they're like self-hatred thoughts and that's what a mental illness is, you can't control that. Okay. If you feel bad about yourself. I think that you're taking this too personally. I'm, I'm not trying to ask you personally. I'm sorry if I was, I, I, I did. I'm not I'm trying, trying to ask you personally. Okay. But I'm trying to tell you that a lot of times when people are like really low or have a mental illness, they can't just shut those thoughts off. They're always there. And you saying that you think that they're just manifesting that. And if you tell them, if you like tell yourself something different, then it's going to go away. That's not exactly possible for people that have a mental illness. Okay. You're right. But the question was. I said, no, I don't think that manifestation is real because like manifestation in like another sense is just like you having a want for something and then you doing something about it. It's not just like manifesting. It doesn't just magically appear. You actually have to do something about it. So I don't remember it word for word, but the actual definition for manifestation is um, the same energy you put off into the world is the same energy you receive back. Yeah, but I don't think that that's I, I don't understand that. Uh, I think that it, you could tie that into karma. Yeah, but like, there's no proof that, like, karma is just like a theory. Okay, but how do you know that anything is really... Are we going to go back into your simulation bullshit? No, I mean, I'm just saying, how... how uh... How do we know that anything is actually real? I mean, you had a I philosophy know class. <laughs> I know this is where this is going. You had a philosophy class. I did. And, and you know, they brought up like this this long brief about um, whether something is still there after it's out of your view. Yeah. So, how do you know that if anything is actually real? Well, because. Like, the reason that we know that things are still going to be there, even though they're out of our sense range, is because of, like, I forget what it's called. It, it It's, like, it's memory, basically. I don't know, the, like, the actual term for it, but you know that something, it, it's still going to be there unless something else moves it 
or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, uh, like uh, talking about like Einstein's theory of relativity. No, I, I don't, I don't remember what it's called. But like, you park your car, you leave, you get, you, you know, you go in your office building, you come back, your car's still gonna be there, and you, you just, you think it's gonna be there. If nothing happened to, nothing happens to it, it's still gonna be there. Okay. But there's no proof, like actual proof that it's there after it leaves your sense, like the range of your senses. Okay, so then why do you say that karma isn't real? Because it's a theory and it has nothing to do with like material objects. It's just, it's just a thing to make you feel better. Like, oh, they did something bad to you. You better believe that something bad's going to happen to them. It's that. You did something good, you're going to get something back. It's just like, you know, the whole thing with heaven and hell. You do something good, you're going to heaven. If you don't, then you're going to hell. We talked about this um, the other day, but you can look at Viking gods, um, or I, I guess it would be even more noticeable with Egyptian gods, saying that their gods that they worshipped... Uh, were made up to explain things they did not understand. Yeah. Um, like Ra being the sun god. Uh, Anubis being the death god. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, Anubis was at the gates. Or he whatever. is the god of death. Yeah. So, could that explain religion now? And I've been thinking about this a lot. I didn't want to bring it up quite yet because... I don't have... It's a working theory. What? It's a working theory. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, even a, a good hypothesis. Because right now I'm just thinking... They just well, want something to believe in is what it, I think. It makes you feel a lot better knowing that... Knowing something happens after death. And I it's think not that's just the main, black. I think that's the main point. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that believe in religion right now that completely discredit all science that's saying there's people that believe in religions now that completely discredit like all science and say it like put it up to God. Like, you know, the cre you, you talk to, um, you talk to somebody that's super Christian or whatever. And you talk to them about the theory of evolution that's backed by science, you know, and they're like, Oh, well, God made that happen. Or, or or they just like completely, completely throw that to the side because they don't want to believe that anything happened except for what was in the Bible. You know, God created everything as it is right now on, on the earth or whatever. Well, so I think those you people can explain a lot of things with logic and not include religion. But if you include religion, you can still have it make sense. Yeah, but you can, you okay. can say anything. Because you can say that, well, God was the one that put the first uh, Neanderthal or whatever on Earth as Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. But does that really... Um, I, I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I guess my question to you is if... 
you believed in a religion, what would that religion be first? What, what would that religion be? Probably Buddhism. I mean, it's kind of just like being good to people, but. Well, that's what I, that, it, the reason is because like Buddhism isn't all about like, you know, it, you're not there to be a sheeple. It's basically, you know what I mean? Like with Christianity, you got to do this, this, and this, or bad things happen. It's more about like, you know, just being a decent human being, but without like all the BS. I guess my question is, do you think that religion was created? Cause we know that I think that we have certain things in history, uh, that shows us when they stopped believing in like pagan gods and Christianity came about, right? Yeah, but you know that Christianity was forced upon those people and yeah. it was basically believe in this or you're going to die. Yeah. That's why that happened. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that it was created? Like, uh, let's say that Christianity, since it's most people know about that, I guess. Um. It was created to control people and to give them strong morals, I guess, to, to follow, like, thou shall not kill. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't think that those are, like, those kind of religions are really necessary right now because we have the same laws in place. The only thing that's missing is, you know, the... the it would have been required back then. Yeah, but they had laws back then, too. They had laws back then, but how how could you really enforce them unless you made them believe in something like that? Like um, saying that dying in battle for Odin, you know what I mean, would get people to want to be a warrior and want to fight. Yeah. How, how that gets them to want to do that, then you're pushing religion on them to make them want to be a, a devout Christian yeah, um, but my following point, those beliefs. My point was I don't understand why people need like an overhanging God and promise of something after death just to be a good human being right now. Because people could just, you know, follow the laws that we have written out by our society. I mean, obviously they have like the threat of prison imprisonment. Like I just don't understand why they need a God in order to be a decent human being or to do whatever. I think it's more of a comfort thing now because going through life, uh, like, you know, I don't believe in any certain religion, but going through life, mm, just kind of, you know, floating along, taking things as they're coming. Yeah. Um, I think it's harder to live like that than to live uh, for something. You know what I mean? Living for yourself instead of living for a god. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's that, easier to live for that, a god. What you mean? Did you mean that it's easier to live for a god than it? Because it mean, gives you uh, not only hope and faith, you know, but it it it, uh, it gives you It gives a, you purpose. Yeah, purpose. That's what it, word I was looking for. Yeah, but from what I've seen... And from what I've experienced myself, like, you know, 
my parents made me go to church for a very long time when I was younger. And what I found was that I wasn't really worrying about like what I was doing. I wasn't actually living my life for right now. What I was doing instead, I was living for, you know, something after I die. I like I needed that security after I died. And the only thing that resulted in that was like me constantly being afraid and constantly like, like thinking over everything and being like, did I actually like, am I doing this right? Am I actually going to get into heaven or did, you know, the people down, down my uh, family tree, did they actually do me? Because I was told that by a pastor that I was already doomed to hell because of the actions of my ancestors and I needed to make up for it. So that just fueled everything else. I was so afraid of every choice that I made in my life because I wasn't sure if I was going to go to heaven or not. But now that I don't believe in anything, I'm, I feel like I'm more grounded and I'm actually enjoying my life, you know, like enjoying each and every moment and really savoring everything than worrying about what's going to happen when I die. Cause I mean, it's not guaranteed that anything actually happens after you die. It's just people like theorizing and trying to give themselves some comfort because they're afraid of death. And I'm not afraid of that. When I die, I mean, whatever, man, at least when I do, I haven't, I enjoyed my life while I had it, you know? So I feel like if people just made peace with the fact that they're going to die one day, which they are, everybody is, if they make peace with that fact, then they can actually start living their lives and being happy instead of worrying about, you know, that overhanging pressure of like, am I actually doing this right? I think that you really made some people stop and think there because, you know, that that's the, the better than I could have put it. Um, and yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that Russ would really like to, uh, to say something right now. I, yeah, I'm I, I sure. feel like we'll see him in the comments section. He's, uh, he's going to have something to say about that. Yeah, He's just, well, he's just going to throttle me really hard. <laughs> Uh, by throttle, I think she means choke, if you were curious. But on to what you were saying, it, it, it you really need to, like, after hearing what you said, it, it makes me wonder why people save their money. Like, we're going to put it under my mattress, I'm going to save my money and all this other stuff. I understand, like, save money, buy a house... You know, it, you can have, um, comfort, uh, a higher level of comfort living in a house than, a, a apartment and, and all this other stuff, uh, having a nice car. So when you're driving to work, you know, the ride's more pleasurable having a Tesla so you can beat off on your way to work and stuff <laughs> like that. But why save all of this money? Like if you don't have kids and you don't want or you have kids and you just don't want to pass them down money, right? Why save your money? Okay, and this might come as a shock, but why save your money if you're going to die? Spend it and have fun. I, I don't, I, I can't, I understand if you're working towards something and you need to save money to get, get that thing saying. that you're working like, towards. Like towards the end of your life or whatever, 
why have all this money saved up if you're not going to use it, right? Yeah. Well, I can see that. But, I mean, as for saving money, with, like, our age, we're just now starting, and we have a long line, many, many years of working to, you know, build up to where we want to be. But after that, I think all we have to have saved up is enough to pay our bills and stuff, but the rest of it, that's for pleasure, buddy. Yeah, like, I can finally buy that 1,500cc leaf blower that I've been looking at. Stop. I'm done with the leaf blower. I don't know. I think a lot of it, people save up money because they just have, like, this overwhelming greed. They have to have more than, you know, their neighbors or their friends because they need to feel better about themselves. But, I mean, I've heard people say time and time again that money doesn't buy you happiness. You, I mean, you've heard that. And I can, I can see it. I mean, all it, from... Like, what I've heard and stuff, it just brings on a bunch of loneliness. And, you know, you don't know really know who your friends are because you don't know who's, you know, only sticking around to get your money or the perks that come with your money and all of that stuff. It just, like, surrounds you with a bunch of fake people and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, you can save up enough to, like, you know, meet your basic needs, but then the rest of it you can actually just do stuff that you want to do, like travel the world, have some experiences instead of like materialistic things that aren't, that are, you know, still going to be here after you die. But, you know, you can, you can always have like an expansive memory of like fun things that you've done with people that you actually love and stuff. Not, you can hold on to that right up until, you know, you're dead. Unfortunately, even though that I have a lot more I want to talk about, we need to leave off on this podcast or I'm not going to be able to get it edited by tomorrow. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, I don't know how much I had to cut up of that because there was a lot of stuff that probably shouldn't be put into the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm talking about dead space. Don't give me that look. Oh, I thought you were going to cut out every part where I talked, so it was just you talking so you could beat off to it later. All right, well, thank you guys for watching. This has been Brian and Jamie from the Useless Wisdom Podcast. Oh, am I actually part of the podcast now? Am I co-host? This has been Brian with the guest Jamie from oh. the Useless Wisdom Podcast. And I suppose we'll see you guys in two weeks on a Friday and I'll probably record the episode that exact Friday that I'm going to release it again. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.